Welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Say Master is here and you still have not taken off your shoes. Uh. Mike Swords, Mike Swords. Shep sounds what? Hey. I love this beat. What's going on, people? This is the first of what I hope to be many episodes of the Dojo Talk podcast. I am your host, Serial Sensei. Uh, you can find me on WordPress, Serial Sensei 410. I think I got the 410 on there. Um, you can find me on Twitch under the same name. Um, but today we're going to talk about some music. But before I get into that, I guess I'll just do a quick rundown. Um, like I said, I hope to keep this podcast going. So I want to cover some music. I definitely want to cover some MMA. I'm an avid martial arts fan. UFC, Bellator, World Series of Fighting, RFA. Well, they're not RFA no more since they fuse with Legacy or whatever. And I haven't gotten a chance to watch any of their cards, but that's another story. But anywho want to review some MMA, probably review some anime whenever I watch some new ones. Um, but today, i got a daunting task ahead of me. I uh, picked my first podcast to be my top <laughs> 20 uh, albums of this year. I'm going to try not to keep y'all here too long, but I can't guarantee anything. But um, yeah, i got a lot to cover today. A lot of albums to talk about. I'm going to run through my top 20. Um, might run through a few honorable mentions that were close, but didn't make the cut, but they were almost there. And, um, yeah, we'll run from there. Let's, let's see what's going on. So let me get my list up. Um, I guess before I start my list, my criteria is pretty much based on replay value. Mostly like. I know some albums are, you know, might have just been amazingly produced or had great lyrics or, you know, all the things that make up a great album. But for me, I wanted this list to be more about, just keep it simple, just what did I actually listen to the most, not what was the most technically sound or what album had the biggest hit or what album had the best beats or the illest punchlines, excuse me, you know, just what, what I actually listened to the most this year. So here we go. Top 20, number 20, Ryu, Tanks for the Memories, number 19, Blue and Union Analogtronics with Cheetah in the City, number 18, Open Mike Eagle and Paul White, Hella Personal Film Festival, Number 17, Joe Button, Rage in the Machine. Number 16, Thrice, To Be Everywhere Is To Be Nowhere. Number 15, Injury Reserve with Floss. 14, Terrace Martin, Velvet Portraits. 13, Fonte and Eric Robeson, Tigalaro. 12, Sylvan LeCue, Far From Familiar. 11, Royster 5-9 with Layers. Top 10, uh, starting off number 10, we got Novelist with Mike Swords. Number 9, Tribe Called Quest. We got it from here. Thank you for your service. Number 8, we got Elza with Lead Poison. Number 7, Odyssey. I watched the EP. 
Number six, Mick Jenkins, the healing component. Rounding out the top five, coming in at number five, Kai, Honor Kill the Samurai. Number four, Tone Deaf with Polymer. Number three, Jesse Boykins the third with Bartholomew. Number two, Run the Jewels with Run the Jewels three. Number one album of the year for me personally, Anderson Pack with Malibu. Um, I was actually making this list the other day and I got to 19 albums. I wasn't even listing them in order. I just wanted to get out 20 albums that I would consider, you know, my 20, my 20 favorite. And I was at 19 and <laughs> then I could not figure out a 20th album. I was actually juggling between, um, Rhapsody's crown EP that was in consideration. And, um, Ah, it was another album. I can't remember. There were a couple of albums. That's the only one that I can remember. That one didn't make my list, but it was really close. I almost slid that in there. But I was at 19, and then Run the Jewels 3 came out. And I immediately stopped (laughs) everything I was doing. And I had to listen to it. The website kept crashing, and I stayed up probably until about 1.30 in the morning until I finally got it to work, and I got my download. And I listened to it, and I'm gonna actually I'm gonna start talking about that album first. I want to go to Anderson Pack Malibu because that's my number one, but I gotta talk about Run the Jewels only because this album came out what six, six, seven days, something like that, before the year is about to be over. And by the end of the first listen, that album leapfrogged almost everything. And to be honest, I was almost, almost gonna give it the number one spot. But I couldn't do that to my man Anderson Pack because that album, for me, has been holding it down since January. But Run the Jewels three, man, like these dudes. I don't even like <laughs> when I first put that album on. Like from the very first track, it just—I don't even know. I honestly don't know what to say. Like, that album was just amazing from front to back. And coming off of Run the Jewels 2, like, I love every album in the series. The first Run the Jewels was was great. The second one to me was even more polished. But I remember when I listened to the second one after, you know, 10th, 15th listen, I'm like, man, can they really keep, can they keep doing this? Can they keep putting out albums that are this high quality? Or is it going to be something that maybe they'll have this little hot streak and then, you know, albums might get repetitive, they might get boring, what if the production doesn't really get better? And from the opening track on Run the Jewels 3, all of my worries, put the rest. Like, that album, production-wise, amazing, even better than the second one, which I didn't think... I didn't think they were going to get better. Like, I felt like they made gradual improvements from one to two, but the leap from two to three, man, they just, this leaps and bounds better than two for me. Like, in every aspect. LP's production is much more, it's darker on this one. It hits harder, but at the same time, it's it's more polished. His 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 rapping got better. Killer Mike is still <laughs> Killer Mike, still hungry, still 
aggressive yelling on almost every track but like they just they took everything that run the jewels is known for and just amped it up by like a thousand and yeah i couldn't i couldn't stop listening i still can't stop listening to the album i've listened to the album at least 10 15 times in the very short span that has been out and i had I, I contemplated not putting it on the list and maybe saving it for 2017 since it did come out so late this year but i was like i, I can't not put this on there like i can't not talk about this album because it's just it's so just <laughs> it's so just good like I don't know, man. I, I could go on and on and on. And actually, I'm going to bring up my iTunes. I got to, if you haven't heard Run the Jewels 3 yet, let me give you some tracks to check out. I mean, to be honest, you should listen to the whole album in its entirety re- repeatedly. But a couple of just standout, just bombs on there. Um, really, the opening track, Down, was crazy. Talk to Me was crazy. Uh, Call Tickerton is probably my favorite song. I love the the live from the garden little voice sample that they use. That was dope. Hey kids with Danny Brown was crazy. Twenty one hundred was crazy. The Panther like a Panther with Trina, Bruh, That beat, <laughs> like that beat is so mean. Like, just go listen to it. Oh Mama was crazy. Thursday night in the danger room, like this album was just perfect like it was braggadocious it was fun it was still socially conscious it was i don't there's nothing else you could ask for like i don't know how this album could have got any better at this point if they do a run the jewels for um how do you how do you top this i don't know i don't know if you can but i said that about two i didn't think i thought maybe they maxed out maybe they weren't gonna they weren't going to get any better. They proved me wrong before. Who knows? Whenever I run the Jewel 4, if there is one, when that comes out, if they can somehow surpass that, they're <laughs> like, just legendary, man. That's all I can say. From the day this group was formed, in my eyes, these dudes are cemented. Like, this is one of the illest groups I've ever heard. And RTJ3, icing on the cake. So, yeah, if you haven't heard that album yet, I know it's supposed to come out January 13th. They dropped it to us early. I don't know if we're still getting our CDs early because I pre-ordered this off Amazon. And the CDs, I guess, I think it was supposed to come out January 13th, which obviously didn't happen. But hopefully, maybe we'll get the CDs early. But, yeah, I've been bumping this in my car still. I'm going to be listening to that album for a long, long, long time. Um, But off of Run the Jewels for a second, let me... I guess going shout out some other albums on my list. Um, let me shout out to my number four album, uh, Tone Deaf with Polymer. This album should have been, in my opinion, talked about a whole lot more. If you've been following Tone Deaf for a while, you know this album has been in the works for, it just seems like ages. And he was putting out little EPs here and there, and the EPs, uh, Hunter, Glutton, and I think Demon was the other one. And then they all formed together like Voltron and they make the Polymer album. And I remember I just pre-ordered this off of the strength of the concept. Because I was like, man, if he pulls this off, it's going to be dope. And I remember when the Glutton EP came out. 
or came out, sorry. And I didn't like it that much because the sound was really different from anything else I've heard Tone Deaf do. But I I wanted to keep listening because I was like, well, I don't like this EP, but I know he's putting out more. Maybe it'll, you know, I like the other ones better. And then Hunter came out and I was like, all right, I can get with this. And the Demon EP came out. I might got those flipped. I can't remember which one came first. But I listened to those two and I was like, all right, this style is definitely different. It's a lot more like electronic based, but it's, I get it now. Like it's clicking. And then Polymer came out and I remember getting the download link and he also, I don't know if it was depending on what package you ordered, but I got the emailed uh, lyrics to me and I was like reading the lyrics while I was listening to the album for the first time. And that's probably one of the most creative albums I've heard in a very, very, very long time. And to be honest, I don't even know if you can categorize it as like a hip-hop album. It has elements of hip-hop in it. Obviously, Tone Deaf raps, if you know who Tone Deaf is. But it's rapping, it's singing, the beats. It's like a, if I could describe it, it's like an electronic like hip-hop symphony almost it's almost like a story playing out when you listen into it from the opening like literally the opening song sounds like the opening like credits or like a trailer to a movie the production on there was was crazy lots of synths orchestral elements he had a, um i want to say a, i don't know i guess you could call it a choir and one of the songs it was like a choir in the background and that, yeah, that album, production, awesome, lyrics, awesome. He dived into some really, basically told his life story throughout an album. It was literally like watching a movie in an audio form, if I could describe it. And I was really hyped after I listened to it. And I was like, man, why aren't more people, why aren't people talking about this? Like, this album should be... It just it should be talked about more. And to be honest, I wanted to start this podcast. I wasn't sure if I was just going to do like album reviews or I still didn't really know what I wanted to do with the podcast. But I was like, whatever I do, I'm giving this album props. So if you can hear me, go listen to the, the Polymer album from Tone Deaf. Like if you want to step outside the box, hear something a little, a little different. Not so much hip hop-ish, very more like electronic bass but still with great rapping great technical ability which tone deaf i know prides himself on as being like one of the most technically sound rappers and he definitely is his he has like a double time flow that's like unrivaled almost his rapid fire flow is is flawless singing was pretty good not the best singer but it 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 works it definitely works so that that album phenomenal Go go check that out. Um, other albums, I'm gonna give a shout out. I'm gonna get to my number one soon, but I gotta give everybody else shout outs before. Um, Blue and Union, yeah, Blue and Union Analogtronics with Cheetah in the City. Um, I'll give that a quick shout out. I haven't listened to a full Blue project in a while. Um, Below the Heavens, though, if anybody who knows Blue, you know the album Below the Heavens. 
I hold that album in really, really, really high regard. Literally probably one of my favorite albums of all time in any genre of music. Um, but kind of since that album, he's definitely changed his sound a lot. And he's a little, he's a hit or miss with me sometimes. And I didn't think I was going to like this album. I think what held this album most for me that made me listen to it was mostly the production. Blue isn't really spitting too crazy on this album. Um, but the product, I think it's a duo, Union and Electronics. I believe they're a duo. I want to say they're from France. I could be wrong. Um, I think they're from somewhere overseas, though. But they laced him with some really good, like, electronic slash like funk kind of beats um yeah it was and i was surprised at how good he fit over these beats uh, the first track i think i heard from that album was city dreams and i just remember when the beat dropped i was like oh man how is blue gonna sound on this and he went he went in he went in over it and it 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 meshed perfectly and that carried throughout the whole album it's not the most not the most content-driven album, which is, I know, what a lot of people from Blue like. But a lot of people are fans of Blue like, I should say. But I thought it was still a really good listen, especially on the production tip. The production tip uh, definitely held me over. Uh, Got to give a shout-out to Thrice, to be everywhere is to be nowhere. I don't listen to a ton of rock music, but I happened to pick that album up. And first listen, I was like, yeah. And then... It kept, it grew on me. I don't like it as much as a lot of their older stuff. I don't think the songs, in my opinion, are as well written as previous material I've heard from them. But it was still pretty good, in my opinion. And I did find myself going back and listening to it. I love the track uh, Whistleblower on that album, if you want to check that out. Um, I gotta give a shout out to Terrace Martin, Velvet Portrait. Jazz on the Low is making a a comeback like jazz and funk and blues like on the low it's making a comeback due to people like Terrace Martin people like Kamasi Washington and plenty of other people out there who I can't think of right now but I'd actually forgot that uh, Velvet Portraits came out this year until I was like compiling my list and I was looking at all the albums that I bought and then I came across that, and I was like, oh, man, that did come out this year. And, yeah, that, that album had some dope cuts on it. He had some really good features. Uh, I think was I think Kamasi Washington was on that album. Um, I know Thundercat was on there. They made some some dope tracks together. You know what? Instead of me getting my facts straight, I'm just going to bring up the album so I can look at it. Yeah, he had Robert Glasper on here. Layla Hathaway was on here. Actually, Robert Glass was on a couple tracks. Kamashi Washington, who I mentioned earlier. Um, if you haven't heard of Terrace Martin, you want to give this album a, uh, a check. Uh, look up Valdez over, off Crenshaw. That was a good track. With You was a nice, catchy joint. Um, Think of You featuring Kamashi Washington and Rose Gold. I should give a shout-out to her on the vocals. Uh, that was probably one of my favorite tracks on there. Also, he if you don't know who Terrace Martin is, he's a producer... Um, from California, and he think he has a, excuse me, he was, had some hands in Kendrick's uh, last album, uh, to, not Untitled Unmastered, but uh, To Pimp a Butterfly, and the last closing track on Velvet Portraits 
is a rendition of Mortal Man, which if you listen to Kendrick, you know what track that is. So he has a, a long rendition of that. That's how he closes out Velvet Portraits. Um, but that album, Velvet Portraits, is it's smooth, it's funky, it's, it's real good, like, feel-good, just feel-good music. So definitely, definitely give him a look. Um, who else do I need to shout out on this list? Odyssey. I'll watch the EP. This EP is only like six. It's like five or six tracks. And it's just flames. Just all the way through. Like Odyssey never puts out bad music. Like I've never listened to an Odyssey album. Whether it be a rap album. Or just one of his instrumentals. And been disappointed. Like everything this dude puts out is of the highest quality and he's one of those artists who I listen to and I'm like how are you not how are you not like on the level of like a Kanye or it's like he he should just this dude should be known everywhere like it, I think to me he's honestly he's that good but nonetheless I watched the EP uh tracks from here if you want to listen to this album asked about you was dope uh slow groove Catching Vibes, uh, Strength and Weakness. Actually, that's about half the EP because it's only about six songs. But just give any give any Odyssey album a listen. I would say if, if you've never listened to them before, um, I think a good first start, especially if you want to hear rapping-wise, uh, People Hear What They See is a definitely a good album start if you've never listened to Odyssey before. Um, also, check out his group Diamond District. Um, they're dope as well. They put out an album. It wasn't this year. I think it was last year. Uh, March on Washington, which I actually, honestly, I never listened to the whole thing, but I know it's dope. Cause like I said, anything that Odyssey's involved in, they never put out. That dude doesn't know how to put out like whack anything. So give that a listen. Check out I watch the EP. It's only like I said, it's only about six songs. It's a real quick listen, and it was. It was Odyssey being Odyssey. Like this dude, he's he's one of the most talented artists I think I've listened to in a long time. And also, positive note on him, you can play his music around your kids because he never curses, which is kind of weird because you don't notice that when you listen to him. Until like I've seen interviews where he kind of mentioned that he doesn't curse um, because. It's easier, I guess, to get his music heard on, like, you know, if you want your song to be like a commercial or like a radio station or, you know, just things like that. He's trying to branch the music out to bigger platforms and it's just easier. People are willing, I guess, to deal with the music easier when it doesn't cuss because he hasn't he doesn't have to create radio edits and things like that. But, yeah, go go check out uh, I'll watch the EP. Um, let me go back to my list feel like I'm running through too many of these. Oh, Injury Reserve with Floss. I got to give that a shout out. I actually just started listening to Injury Reserve late last year. And I started listening because I watched the, you know, the Needle Drops channel. Anybody who watches music blogs on YouTube, you probably know who Needle Drop is, Anthony Fantano. And he was like really high on this album. And I was just interested because the <laughs> the first album they had was live from the dentist's office. And it was album cover was just a picture of a white dude with a gold grill. And I was also interested because they were from Arizona, which, you know, that's not a place in terms of 
hip-hop that you ever hear about like nobody knows what an arizona hip-hop scene sounds like and i listened to a lot from the dentist and i was like all right these guys are it's really like energetic but they still got bars it's really just fun music and i listened to floss and i was like this is even better than the first project they did it, it starts off real aggressive hard-hitting the tracks are just really fun they're full of energy but they're still spitting bars though it's really it's catchy i love uh i love wow what's the name of that track i'm actually scrolling through my itunes as we speak because i, I want to point out songs to y'all that y'all can go to and listen to so you can understand what i'm talking about but they have a, a song that closes out yeah the song that closed out floss uh called look mama i did it one of the few times i've heard i gonna say one of the few but one of the better hip-hop songs I've heard where, like, they take a, a gospel sample and chop it up, and it actually fits and works. And I love that track because it closes the album out on, like, a high note of them just basically shouting out their parents, you know, saying, hey, I was that crazy kid in the living room who wouldn't stop rapping. Now I, I made it. I made something to myself. So that's a dope track to check out. Um, check out Bad Boys 3. Check out All This Money, <laughs> which is probably like the catchiest song on that album. Uh, I give a shout out to the song S On Your Chest, even though they took jabs at, uh, <laughs> they took jabs at my man, uh, Big Pooh from Lil Brother. They took a few little jabs at him, but uh, I can't remember the line. He said something, if you're Fonte, then I'm somebody. And he's like, because I can't be Big Pooh because he's lame or something like that. I don't agree. Big. I don't think Big Pooh's lame, but I just thought that line was that line was kind of funny though. But yeah, check out if you want to hear something high, something energetic, something to just blast in the car early in the morning, get you get you woke up, get you ready. Check out Andrew Reserve and, and listen to the Floss album. That album will it'll get you going. Um. Uh, what else? What other albums? Oh, I'm gonna get to my number one. I promise, but. Kai with Honor Killed the Samurai. I gotta give a shout out to this album because I've never I never listened to a Kai album. I've heard of him before. He had an album, I guess, a couple years ago called The Night's Gambit. But I never just never got into it. And then this album came out and I just like the artwork. It was like a black and white picture with like some japanese i guess like letters or whatever on it and i was like on a kill the samurai i was like all right this sounds like an interesting album so i'm gonna just check it out and i listened to a couple tracks and do like this is one of the few albums in hip-hop that i listen to it's like there's no there are no drums like literally he's rapping over every track and there are no drums and you would think in a hip-hop album if you listen to an album with no drums you'd be like like what am I even listening to but it worked he used these really dope like sample quotes I guess from probably like old kung fu movies old samurai flicks and he would throw them into the beginning of every song or like the end of every song and they were over like these really like gritty really lo-fi like beats and it's like everything about that album really does remind you of like an old samurai flick. And it's and he has 
he has one of the he has a cadence I I probably wouldn't like on other people because he's really monotone when he raps and there's no his voice never really inflects it never really gets bigger he you never hear him his voice is very it just stays the same but it's like somehow it's this he has like this rough edge about it that I guess paired with that production it, it worked perfectly and I kept going back to that album over and over again which is weird because it's one of those albums that is definitely a mood kind of album like you wouldn't just you wouldn't just throw that on at any time of the day and you know you would have to be in a certain mood to listen to that that kind of album but for me it was so it was so good also I guess helped that it was short it's only 11 tracks that by the time you breeze through it and you're finished you're like man I gotta go back I gotta listen to that again because he's got some really good lines he's a really good writer and just you gotta catch some of the the gems he drops a lot of gems especially on the track money um on that album man he dropped a lot of gems on there so give that a listen and i know that album's on youtube but that's where i listened to a lot of it at before i actually got the cd and actually shout out to Kai personally because i ordered the cd and a couple of weeks had went by and i actually i didn't get it it never came in the mail. I was waiting every day. never came. And then one day he actually emailed me and he asked me, did I receive the CD? And I was like, nah, I don't. I placed my order about a week ago and it never came. And he was like, no sweat. I'll just send you another one. And he sent me another one. I got it about two days later. So <laughs> shout out to Ka for amazing album. <laughs> Great customer service. Uh, tracks on that album to check out if you want to give that a listen. Um, really the whole thing. But top couple tracks that really stand out. Listen to Conflicted, listen to Money, um, listen to I Wish, listen to That Cold and Lonely. Like, this is the kind of album that, if you want to hear something dark, with some street rap, but it's real, like, poetically written, it's almost like a monologue to, like, a movie or something. It doesn't seem like he's rapping, it's like he's just kind of, like, talking to you, but it's still, it's still really dope. Um, give definitely 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 give that album a listen didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did and it ended up being one of my favorite projects this year um, real quick before I get to my number one I gotta give shout out to Jesse Boykins for Bartholomew I've actually never listened to a full Jesse Boykins project until now and I love that well I guess it's technically a mixtape but either way love that mixtape it's it's catchy he i don't think jesse has the the best singing voice not to say that he can't sing but his voice is almost works as an instrument like he's really good at just creating like a good vibe like something you can really zone out to and he had a lot of um like a lot of different sounds it was some of the sounds were really chill on that album. Then towards the back end, it, it kind of picked up. It got a little more, not too lively, you know, nothing you could like turn up to. But it, you know, album got like a little bounce in a couple of uh, tracks toward the back half. Um, he had some dope features on here. Um, I think he had Audio Push was on here. Uh, Mick Jenkins popped in at the end. Luke James was on here. Trinidad James was on here somehow. 
<laughs> his track was actually one of my favorites though. Uh Ellie Rain with uh Melanie Fiona and uh Trinidad James. That was a really dope track. Um favorite track on this whole tape though was uh Kumbaya in June. That song is like the most peaceful that you just listen to it and you just you just float. You just your soul just leaves and you just float somewhere else for uh, what is it, four minutes and thirty seven seconds. I'm looking at the track listing right here. That's how long you're going to float away when you listen to that song. You're just going to get up, you know, float, and then when the song is over, you'll come back and, you know. But, yeah, listen listen to Bar- Bartholomew. That, that's another album on my list that pretty much, honestly, from front to back, I mean, there are definitely songs I like more than others. Uh, like I said, Kumbaya in June, Eight Day Weeks, um, I Need You, Like-Minded, uh I had a gentle tiger, LA rain, but I can listen to pretty much that whole album front to back and just vibe, just straight, just vibe out and not have to worry about anything else. Um, I know I said, I'm gonna get to my number one. I feel like I'm lying to y'all because all the other, I want to talk about all these albums, but I know I can't. So real quick, shout out to Mick Jenkins for the healing component. I was really, really looking forward to that album because I love the Waters mixtape. And this album, for me, I feel like a lot of people... I feel like I like this album a lot more than everybody else did. Maybe because, I don't know, I feel like this album like personally regi- resonated with me a lot with like the whole like love topic. But I love that. I love that album. I still listen to it. Spread Love is probably one of my favorite songs this year. Um, so give, give that album a, a listen. A Tribe Called Quest. Dudes have been out of the game for I don't know how long. They come back like they never left. I'm not going to act like, you know, to be honest, I wasn't like a huge Tribe fan back in the 90s. But I always like to see what groups do when they haven't put out material in a long time to see if they can come back and still make something fresh. I love the production on that album. I love Buster Rhymes <laughs> screaming all over the place on all the tracks he's on. That album was really well put together. I kind of like the front half more so than the back. Cause I think like the for me like the first three, four, five tracks from that album were straight fire. But definitely give that a listen, man. That's it's really well produced. Uh, Tip, Fife, and uh, Jerobi didn't miss a beat, man. Like didn't miss a beat. Every I don't, I don't really have anything bad to say about that album, other than maybe I kind of wish it was a little shorter. I did feel like it it dragged just a little bit for me towards the end. But minor gripe, that album was was really good uh shout out to novelist uh i gotta shout out novelist the mike swords album because that's actually the beat the beat that plays in the beginning of my podcast is from uh, one of the cuts on there uh called preem and if you want to hear just i don't want to say nerdcore rap i feel like that term has a bad connotation but if you want to hear some good some dope rapping like a somebody who just spits but you want to hear some good anime references, some video game references, some movie references. Definitely give Novelist a listen and check out his group, Clear Soul Forces. All them dudes are just nasty with it. Um, and I'm going to give a shout out to Joe Budden also for Raging the Machine. Haven't It's been a while since I listened to like a full Budden album. And I like that one a lot more than I thought I would. Like a lot more than I thought I would. That's probably the best... Some of the best material I've heard from Button in, in quite some time. 
And alright, I'm not gonna talk about all these other albums on my list. We're gonna go to Anderson Pack, uh the Malibu album. This album came out in January, I believe, of this year. It was actually, I think I think that was the first album that I bought this year. And from the day it came out till this very moment, <laughs> December twenty ninth. 109 p.m. I have not stopped listening to that album. Like, it, it never got old. Just, it was a really fun album. Anderson Pack was coming off, you know, he was killing it on the features. He was on Game's album. He was on Dr. Dre's album. Actually, the Dr. Dre album was what really made me want to check him out. Because all of his features on the Dre album were crazy, especially the track Animals. So when I heard Malibu was coming out, I was like, I got to see what this guy's about, what he's going to do. And the album, man, Malibu was just, it's soulful. It's it's funky. Some of the lyrics sometimes <laughs> get a little get a little over the top. But, like, he's just one of those guys that you can tell, like, he really has fun with what he's doing. Like, he doesn't doesn't take himself too seriously and it translates in a good way though in, into the music it's hard for me to even recommend like a top five from this album because I, I listen to this album constantly to this day i still listen to this album from uh, am i wrong with schoolboy q probably probably my favorite track if i had to pick one i'd say that's probably my favorite one of the more upbeat tracks i didn't have didn't know how him and Schoolboy would sound together. Schoolboy fit perfectly over that beat. Uh, the season uh, slash carry me dope track. Uh, the starting track, the bird, which was real smooth to, to kick the album off. Um, celebrate the dreamer, <laughs> Silicon Valley, which <laughs> I love that song. I kind of don't know how I feel about the lyrics because it's a little. Just listen to it. If you've heard it, you know what I'm talking about. Just the way he words things sometimes. It's like, did you really just? You really just say that, but like it's it's still really it just got a good feel to it, man. Like it's just this whole album just has a good. He can sing really good. He has this really just raspy soulfulness, and it just it fits perfect over these this production. Productions it varies. It's like I said, it's it's soulful sometimes. It's slow. It's funky. He just gave you everything. He even rapped a little bit, which I know he he does rap like here and there from from what I've heard. But his, his rapping's decent, you know. It gets the job done. But his singing's definitely where it's at, especially if you like that more like raspy raspy tone. It's definitely somebody you got to listen to. I don't, I don't have enough good things to say about that album. Like the features were on point. Uh, shout out to Rhapsody for being on this album too. She almost made my top twenty. Crown was, Crown was almost there, and definitely give Rhapsody a listen. And shout out to her for getting signed to Rock Nation, I think. But yeah, if you've never listened to Rhapsody, man, listen to the Crown EP. Listen to everything she's put out. She's dope. But yeah, she was on this album. Um, Talib was on here. Talib Kweli. Yeah, man, that's Anderson Pack, man. This dude crazy talented like great performer from what i've seen writes great songs 
it's catchy, but it still has content. It's, yeah, I don't, kind of like Run the Jewels with, it's the same with Malibu. I could just go, I don't have, an, it's, it's too much for me to even, even say, like, I can just listen to this album anytime, no matter where I'm at, and I always enjoy it, it never gets old, I, I never skip anything, it's like I put it on, and I just let the album go, and just vibe out, and I've listened to this album an ungodly number of times, so yeah man, that, that's it, Anderson Pack Malibu, that's, that's my album of the year, RTJ3 almost beat it out, but I think this album for me, because it came out in January and managed managed to stay relevant through the whole year, and I never even once, until Run the Jewels came out, considered like bumping it down from number one, to me is a testament of how good this album really was, and that's why I couldn't put Run the Jewels over this album, because I was like, dude, this came out in the very beginning of the year, if there's anybody else, I probably would have even forgot that this album even came out in 2016, but this joint dropped in January, and I've been listening, and I kept listening, and I just, I never put that album down, like I just never did, so, yeah, if you haven't heard uh, Anderson Pax Malibu, give that album a listen, man, do, do yourself a favor, Definitely get give my whole top five a listen. So real quick, I'm gonna just run my top five back down. If you ain't heard of these albums in 2K16, get your life together. Anderson Pack Malibu, Run the Jewels, RTJ3, Jesse Boykins, Bartholomew, Bartholomew, my bad. Tone Death with Polymer, Kai with Honor, Kill the Samurai. Go give them albums a, a listen. Just do yourself a favor. Go 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 check my my whole. Really, you should check my whole list out. But check those out. But. Yeah, man, that's, I guess that's all I got for today. I feel like I've been rambling for a while. My throat's getting dry. Um, I'm going to leave a link in the description below. Um, I normally do my top 20 list in blog form on my WordPress, but I wanted to do something different this year, which is why I decided, why not just start a podcast? So, but I'm going to leave my list below in the description uh, from last year, and I think I did one before that year, too. So y'all can check that out, kind of get a feel for what kind of music I listen to. So, you know, anticipate what albums and topics I might talk about on here. But I'll, I'll link those in the description. I'll also leave a link to my Twitch channel, which I haven't been too active on lately, but I still do hop on every now and again. Um, and yeah, if you've listened uh, for this long, appreciate you stopping by. Um, hopefully... I will be back soon. It's a UFC card tomorrow. So hopefully I can get around to do a review of the Ronda Rousey, Amanda Nunes fight. Uh, i try to do that sometime this weekend. I would also love to get a co-host for the UFC cards I review. i got somebody in mind, but i got to work that out first because I don't want to talk about fights by myself. But another story for another day. Hopefully I'll see y'all soon. Thanks for stopping by. Dojo Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Serial Sensei, and I will catch you guys later.